I got a congratulations email from Apple uh, last week. Um, they said that we set a record for the most number of unsubscribes in the first 30 seconds of audio after the last episode. So um, well done, Mayo. Congratulations on that achievement. Um, so, yeah, Minifan is back. I'm Menes. I'm with Red. How are you, Red? I, I'm doing great, Menes. I'm glad we hit this off the top as many probably can get an idea we do not uh we do not share notes we just get into this thing i have no idea where we're going to start i'm so glad we started here um we need to pull this show out of the ashes the abyss that mayo put us in i can't believe the numbers that i've seen for the show um it's incredible what that man can do to a, to a, a very successful show all of a sudden you put him on here and nobody wants to listen and i hate that i hate to hear that it's too bad. Yeah, he tanked it. I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was a terrific episode. I and I, I'm a Mayo, I'm a Mayo guy. I like it on sandwiches. I also like it on podcasts. And uh, and so, I, but I, I'm he's a very divisive figure. He is he is divisive. He is divisive. Uh, he's all those things. I don't think apologizing to Steve Robinson at the top. I don't think that does anything to help either. Uh, it was just. God, I hate him and I love him at the same time. But that's what it is. I, I appreciate him filling in for us. We needed the rest anyway. I know we did. Yeah, he was very contrite. And uh, yeah, he was, I thought he made some good points. Good to hear his thoughts on the show. But you're right. It was, it was a, a massive turtle job. <laughs> well, it's, oh, that's so good. I love it. I love it. Um, well, look, uh, oh. a bit of taking care of business. Um Thanks. So a bit of TCB to get this show going. Um, the, the, this show was sort of alluded to on the main show this week where Carl intimated to Kirk uh, that I wanted back on the network. But can you just set the record straight here? I didn't approach David Edward Cullen, Cullenane about this. I I will I will be honest. I will be truthful. I'm also, I've got a, a bone to pick with you, my friend, um, as much as I hate to do that. But that has that's not has nothing to do with this situation. Um, I did reach out to Dave Cullinane to see if we can get back on the uh, the channel. It, we were denied access. This was not something that you did. I went out of my way to do this. I know we had had a conversation of DMs. I mean, I'm a team guy. I would do mm. nothing. I would do nothing without talking to you first, manners. But it was it was I who reached out to to Dave Cullinane. So I will give you that. It's a great troll that they're playing on you. I'm enjoying it too. Unfortunately, we're just not we're not able to make it to the network. Um, and that makes are you annoyed at your man Cullinane for for not um, you know representing your approaches um, truthfully? Well, I, I can't be annoyed because it's the the duality of man here, Menners. So, and one part it's like it's it, it can be annoying because you don't get the proper representation, but at the same time. It's this long troll that they're doing of you to get under your skin and to kind of poke you a little bit, which I love you, but it, it brings me a lot of joy too. So I can't help but also love it. I don't know. Mm. I'm torn. I don't can know you, how you, you feel about can it. You, can you help uh, rubbing your beard on the microphone, please? I was, you keep I was, rubbing like, your beard on the microphone. I can hear it and see it. I can't. I I'm I'm I can't get any. I can't get close to my microphone. I can stand here. 
Okay. That's good. That's good. That's good. Right, okay. We don't need your fat chin rubbing on the microphone. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Okay. And now, can I get to why I'm mad at you? Can we just go back to that last point, though? Are you annoyed that they said no to putting Minifandom Fandom on the network? I'm, I'm annoyed because I'd like to get back on the network. Absolutely. But I do love that they're also trying to stick it to you. So I love both. I, I, I love that, but I hate that. I hate that we can't get on the network. Yeah, that bumps right. me out. Good. Well, what are you um, annoyed about? What are you, I'm what's the bone I, to pick? Um, there was a tweet today that I saw um, that was deleted. I need to know what's going on here. I believe you tagged Dave Cullinane. You tagged Kirk Manahan. You're calling for Dave Cullinane's firing, and then you're deleting the tweet, Manners. First off, why, why would you call for the firing in a, a humorless way? And then delete the tweet. Deleting that you can't delete these things, members. Look, I, can't, I actually can't remember what it was. And it, look, last night I was pretty high. I'd, I'd smashed a twenty-five mg Delta Eight gummy, so I was I, I wasn't you know hundred percent with it. So I actually can't remember the con- context to this. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. Like a couple of times I've tweeted calling for Carl's firing. And I think that it's just not a good look to ask for someone to be fired. Kirk needs to get to that spot himself. And so you deleted it? Yes. I think so. I mean, I can't remember. Honestly, I can't remember. I can't remember. But I, would, I wouldn't I would deny it. Uh, okay. Well, l- listen, I need you to do me a favor. I'm going to try to bully you in this situation. I want you to put that tweet back up. Go ahead and put it up. Leave it up yeah. there. Leave it up there for everybody to see. Like, don't don't delete it. Don't don't take a hard stance on something. That's not the manners I know. Mm. Honestly, I think I was just triggered. Like, he's Carl's so annoying and so upsetting. I think every now and then I just snap. Um, but what, but was, I, I what, was, what was the I can't remember one? the context. All I want to say though is you have such fucking double standards. If Steve was doing some of the shit color name was doing, misrepresenting you on the main show, uh, ignoring messages from Minna fans, being a real dickhead, you would be all over Steve. You would be calling him a Nazi. You would be right up his ass right now. But for uh-huh. some reason, you just give Dave Cullinane a free pass every time. Uh-huh. It's like he's playing on Monopoly and he's got one of those cards that you used to get, like to get out of jail free card. It's like you have one of those for Dave Cullinane up your ass the whole <laughs> no, time. No, no, no. Listen, I we've gone over this over and over again. And you have a very short memory. And I saw earlier this week, you were pumping and sucking the dick of Steve Robinson earlier this week. You are a Robba fan. Like you I am now. About. Yeah, you I are now. now. Yep. And I'll tell you this, Steve Robinson, you have a short memory on what Steve Robinson did to fans, what Steve Robinson did to that show, how he checked out completely and then left without any kind of a two week notice. You've forgotten that, my friend. You've forgotten that. But we had lived a golden life. year with Steve where he promoted Minifan content, where he did lots of great things. And then, sure, the uh, the last six months to a year he checked out. That's fine. I'm not going to argue with that. But okay. we haven't even got a golden run from Cullinane. We're still waiting. He's been there the a year. Where's the golden run? Show's never been better. We, we That's on the record. You and I agree on that. We love nah, the show. Well, and everything yeah, that we heard from, from, from Kirk, he said he's – crushing it on the case he's doing a a plus job a great he's not crushing it on the main show because you know used to be pages of notes stuff to talk about for this show i was just like yeah okay there's a bit here but not well see and this gets to my next point thank you very much i think 
you hate this show. I think you hate this show. I see your tweets. <laughs> I take notes of them. I see what you're doing, Menners. You're very negative in your tweets. I see it. You don't like this show, do you? We'll get to a, a forward tease, but um, my friend Visionless Dave made a good point on Minna Yeah, Hand here we that, go. Oh, you're going to list the rights the, to the, 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 min, the, the, the Minna fans used to be the fourth voice on the show, and they're not anymore. And I think, you know, the fourth voice stuff was the stuff that I really loved. I mean, I like the other stuff, but, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I certainly do not hate the show because I listened to it um, two or three times. Uh, but I, it's not as um, – yeah, I'll admit, you know, some elements are lacking, and it's. I think it's dragging the whole experience down for me. Well, I don't. I don't listen to to that show because it's. I feel like it's just a reaction show to our show, and I feel like that would be beneath me. I wouldn't want to do that. Mm. Mm. I want to make sure I keep my mind clear. Mm. Um, can you crystallize for me, please? What, what the fourth voice of the show? How are the men fans not? I mean, they're taking phone calls all the time. There are fans who are. Putting, I mean, Jay's mayhem was on the network. Okay, so that clearly any fan can say anything on the YouTube network. So what, what's where's the fourth? Well, fourth has Carl pulled any sound from any fan content in the last month? N O, no, you cannot deny that. Has um, Cullinane done anything with the Minna fans? Has he promoted any of the shows? Has he said on the main show Minna Handem's coming out? BAP's back on. He, he doesn't do any of that. There's there's no stuff like that. And this week we had our good friend Tim Ridgels get a cameo of. Um, Amy Roloff, I think, is that Amy? I don't know the characters that yes, well. but it I, is Amy, yes. Yep. Yeah, she gets a, a cameo of her and not one second of that audio is played to Kirk on the main show. That is a swing and a miss, strike out Dave Cullinane, goodbye, another failure. You can't okay. even play right. Little League, you dumb fucking shit. Well, okay, well, see, I have that in my notes. I have that in my notes as a note that I took note of this week because I remember seeing that tweet. Love that tweet. Dave reacted with the tweet. It was awesome, but didn't make it on to the main show. That is a swing and a miss. That is on Dave Conan. And then you have Kirk Minahan reacting to it the next day on Twitter, which does very little for the thousands, hundreds of thousands of listeners that are listening to the show. So I'm with you on that. We can be critical of him on that. As you can tell, I will be critical of anyone at any time when they need to be, but you can't just force it as it's going to. I could tell that you and some others are using this as shtick. Bullshit. Bullshit. To go after the Thursday show was thin as fucking shit. There was like a fucking watery soup on Thursday show. There was plenty of room there for content, and he didn't play a second of it. Visionless Dave is fucking doing a great troll job. I'm in a hand. I'd like to see Cullinane play a little bit of that audio to Kirk on the show and see how Kirk reacts to. Um, you know, Visionless Dave shredding him. I mean, it's just fucking baby Dave. I don't know what he's doing in the mornings there. I wouldn't be surprised if he's got some scammy side hustle looking for a bit of extra cash. And, you know, when he gets there in the mornings, he's not actually preparing for KMS. He's doing something else. I didn't realize this was a deep-throating of Visionless Dave that you're going to do for now 11 minutes. I'm just wondering whenever that's going to end. Holy <laughs> shit, Menace. What is wrong with you? What happened to you? He just where made some you, good where, points. He just made some good your points. Takes? I didn't realize you were just going to parrot somebody else's takes on here. At least I credited them, good? unlike um, Chris what? Clemmer. Yeah, 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 I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm no Bill talking. Simmons thief. <laughs> Unbelievable. What happened to you, Menace? All right, let's get, let's get, I want to get back onto the, the fucking Please. main show. 
you were away for a week. There was a few things mm. from that week that um, I think we have to address. Now, mm. I'm going to start with something um, which I put on my Twitter feed. I'm not going to play the audio here because I'm not about cancel culture, but I didn't appreciate Dave Cullinane being homophobic on the main show about the Luca movie. He said he doesn't want his kids watching that uh, Pixar movie because it has um, homosexual undertones or whatever, homosexual themes. I just think, you know, Kirk has done so much to get away from this image of being, you know, anti-trans, right-wing, all this stuff, and then Cull says something blatantly homophobic about a, a Pixar movie. I mean, what a dipshit. And the fact that he actually thinks that, I think they should go and take his kids away. I'm, I'm, I, at no point did he say anything about not wanting to watch the movie or having his kids not watch the movie because of something homophobic. What are you doing? That's not even true. There's no it's proof true. in it's what true. you're saying. That's not true. He was just referencing. He thought there was a homosexual relationship in the movie. It was a part of the theme. Not that it was bad. There was just a part of the movie. What's wrong with that? If he you have an issue with have... that, if you just have an sec, issue with the shut up for one sec. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Oh, please. I'm going to play the audio. So let me. Please, facts matter. Facts matter. I love journalism. Right. Thank All you. Right. Yeah. Isn't Luca the, the gay cartoon in Disney? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just think of it as a cartoon. I don't, yeah, I don't think about I think it. there's some messages in that one. Oh, great. Yeah. Fantastic. That's great. Message. Well, love aggressive. I don't care. I my kids get it. All right. Well, 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 give me- Did you hear him say that? I don't want yeah. my kids to see that. That's clearly, that's clearly a joke, Menners. Oh, well, you I heard, didn't, didn't appreciate it. You didn't heard Mike. It. You heard Mike make the joke. Kirk built on the joke, and then Colleen no. finished. He flourished with the joke. That's something. No. That's something that Steve Robinson could never do, and you know it. Now you're just trying to pick and choose audio. Who are you? Is this the boss? I don't know how you, I don't know how you can live life with one eye because you are the biggest one-eyed cull defender in the world. Holy uh, shit! What are you all right, trying let's, to do? Cancel let, him? What are you doing? Now, no, just just want to make a point that he's a fucking dickhead. But that's not even um, true. The point you're making isn't true, Menners. I just I just played the audio. I just played it. I'm not going to play it again. So you're so full of shit. Now, last week when we were off, this is indefensible. So uh, this is, I want to see how you get out of this one. You really do have a list of gripes. Phil Phil McCooch calls in and reminds Dave Cullinane that there's a thing called drops that maybe he could add into the show. And then Dave Cullinane does this blithering explanation to Kirk about him not thinking about the drops until then. So it wasn't like he hadn't done it. It was the, the most nonsensical explanation. And then all of a sudden after a listener, a minifan, the, the former fourth voice of the show calls in and improves Dave Cullinane, he, all of a sudden he gets better. He doesn't credit the minifans. He's just like, Oh, I was working on a filing system. You can't see my screen. I mean, what a dope. Well, first off, no, no, again, wrong again, Menners. You, you're on, we're 15 minutes in. You've been wrong 10 times today already. I'm telling you, it was a flawed system from the very beginning that, that he was set up with, that Steve Robinson had, where it was an archaic folder, 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 just a bunch of different folders with all kinds of different sound. He was able to compile that and take the best sound and put it into one area. So he changed the system that Steve Robinson set up that was a rinky-dink, bullshit clown shoes operation he changed it made it better 
listen to his fans. Remember when you would criticize Steve Robinson all the time? I know that was a long time ago. Now you're sucking his <laughs> dick all the time. But a long time ago, you would criticize Steve Robinson, and he wouldn't do fuck all about it. Now, Dave Cullinane hears criticism from the fans, changes, and he's great at the drops. He's phenomenal at the drops. He's getting so I'd better, rather he... hear you, excuse me, I'd rather hear you give him some fucking credit for listening to the fans, changing the system, and being great at it. How about that? <laughs> I'd like, I can't believe that? it took a minute fan to remind Dave to do his job for him to do it. So uh, well, the yeah, jury's like still out. Like you've never reminded Kirk, Steve, Mike, Clemmer, anybody else to do their job. What? Who the fuck are you? What are you talking about? You do that every week. You do it every day on Twitter. Such, I, I can't believe you can like defend that you dickhead about? about the drops. Unbelievable. Jesus, that is incredible. I mean, oh, that was the most God. damning audio of Cullinane's history, just for him to be completely put in his place by someone called Phil McCooch. Uh, I mean, Phil McCooch is a great one. I love McCooch. He's a great so guy. So do I, but terrible, he killed terrible audio on Kirk I can't believe terrible I can't audio. believe Phil McCooch is Cullinane's like fact checker. Like he's the one that has to call him up and remind him to do his job. Hey, yeah. Anyway, Phil, Phil McCooch is elite. He elite. is elite. And on our week off last week, uh, we saw the end of Jared Carabas. We don't even get a farewell episode with him on the main show. He is dead and buried as far as Barstool's concerned. <laughs> I, I, I was uh, very disappointed that we weren't able to do the show to enjoy and dance on Carabas' grave. Um, the, the show is much better off for this. I know, I know Kirk dreads Thursdays, but the only thing worse than a Clemmer Thursday would be a Carabas Friday where you have to fill him in on everything that's happened in the show because Carabas doesn't listen. So, And he'd be all woe is me, as he always is, about his mental health. So the show is better off for it. I, how much money is he making? Millions? Is he making a million a year or something? Jesus Christ. For what? What does he do? I don't understand. Tweeting baseball takes. Oh, from other people, stealing their yeah. video and putting it on there. So he does nothing. I just uh, Kirk loves him because he's a nice guy, but. You know what will be interesting? I'm really with Carabas. Like, he apparently can't take Section 10 with him. And I I don't think his other podcast that he did at Barstool actually took off. Starting Nine, that's gone. The one with Big Poppy, where's where's that? I mean, no one. I don't think that got any listeners um, because it was a stupid idea. You just get someone who played baseball to interview random people. So then – so Carabas is starting from zero now with this new podcast. Be interesting if it takes off. You know, maybe uh, he, he'll struggle now that he's um, back to the beginning. And were was it you? I'm trying to. Maybe I'm getting the stories mixed up. Did you find Kirk through the Carabas podcast, or was that another fan? Were you a listener? Well, actually, no, I'd listen to. Oh yeah, I've, I've, that was one of the first podcasts I listened to was um, yeah. Section Ten, um, and yet. I, I'd heard Kirk on the radio quite a bit, but then when he was on Section 10, they went into a bit of his beefs in more detail, and it, it, it was one of the early things I heard of Kirk. Because it's not – I just – he does nothing for me. I couldn't – I'm also not a baseball fan, so that also, I guess, hurts me. But um, mm. I just can't – I haven't listened ever... for years. I haven't listened oh, for years. It's got to be brutal. That, and and mm. I love the petty move by not letting him take Section 10 with him and all that. I love that move. That's a great. I so do I. Peralta's a great guy, and he gets Kirk's joke. He's in on the joke. You know, when I went to Boston, Prog gave me a lot of um, tips for a, a baseball fan, things to do, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, 
Look got a lot of time you. for him. Look at you, a Peralt fan too. Yep, just, absolutely. Just we're just peeling back layers of you, man. There's everything else mm. coming out. This is great. I think you're having a better back half of the show so far. We'll see how this keeps going. But we're only like 20 minutes in. Uh, all right, so let's get into the latest week of shows. And we started on the Monday show. I like this new schedule moving to Monday, Wednesday, mm. Thursday. I, I didn't like the the gap from Thursday to Tuesday. And for an Australian, that's like Saturday to Wednesday. So it feels like most of the week you don't get a show. Right, um, yeah. And I'll so I'm glad they've gone back to Mondays. Oh, it's great. And as soon as we hear Monday's show, I mean, we obviously we have to hear about uh, intern, uh, intern Jack. Jack. But um, we did also hear, as I quoted, I wanted to make sure I quoted Kirk Ackley. He said, uh, Dave is doing a great job on the case. And that was Ackley? I mean, accurately, excuse me. He yeah. does a, doing a great job on the case. I love to hear that. I know you love to hear that too. Um, it's funny. What did Kirk say? Yeah, Carl's doing a great job on the case, but a terrible show. Carol. A terrible job on KMS, and yeah, I he didn't would hear never that. I that. that. Yeah. I missed that part completely. I just one eye, that. no ears. That's um, nah, I was doing a great red. job on the case, but I will did say, you, did you hear that? Go on, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just his his actions that he provided for us over the weekend. You know, those tough 36 hours that Kirk was referencing gave us a <laughs> lot of content online too. So that helps. You know, over the weekend, it's just 24 seven show. Just keep rolling. Got to love that. Have to. Well, what do you think of Dave Cullinane falling for a Marty Reisler email and like calling Kirk on Saturday? That was great. And then Kirk getting in touch with Portnoy. I mean, (laughs) I I guess, I guess it can happen. Like, I guess you can fall for those type of things. Um, Absolutely. Look, come on. He's a, he's a nice, sometimes can make mistakes, stupid guy. Like he's a sweet, dumb guy. He really is. So every once in a while you get this gold where you have Kirk Minahan texting Dave Portnoy about an email that never came from Dave Portnoy. At one point I had an email from Barstool.com that that guy Marty set up for me. Men is at Barstool.com. I, I, I hesitate to even talk about it because I don't want to bring up any issues. Like, I well, um, yeah, I mean – I don't like talking about that fuckhead either, but they brought it up on the main show. And we don't dance around things here on Minna Fandom or Mena Fandom, as I might dub this show soon. I'm only do it for the Mena fans, like fucking Kirk and all that can get stuffed. Um, all right, so I, what else then from that first show over the weekend? You said it kept the, the online stuff going? Kept the online stuff going, right, which I love. And I I love what's going on with intern Jack. But isn't yeah. that just another fail? Like he's hired this complete dipshit who clearly is not in the right mindset to be working at KMS. He loves the globe. He's rude to Minna fans. I mean, is it, this guy should be nowhere near Kirk. And Kirk, for some reason, won't tell Carl to fire him. And Carl, I don't know why, they must be related or, or Jack's paying him a little bit of cash under the table. I reckon that's it. Carl's probably done some deal. Jack's from a rich family. He said, mate, if you can just slip me a bit of cash every month under the table, you can be an intern here and you'll get yourself a nice job in six months. Yeah, but he's a different kind of intern too. But he gives you he gives you uh, that sports, you know, he can listen to those sports podcasts, those shows, pick out bad audio for you. So he can do that. Um, you know, the Boston Globe thing, I think there's a connection where he was at BC High and Boston Globe, so maybe that's why Shaughnessy's following him. Who cares? I don't know. Um, he's going to make mistakes. That's the best part about interns is they make mistakes and they give you content. So that's a great thing. 
Hopefully they he's just not a good pick at all. This guy should be nowhere near the network. I could see him, uh, if he was given access to the YouTube channel, putting up content that could get Kirk cancelled. Uh, I think he's irresponsible. Uh, the fact that he was rude to a minifan and he's just some fucking dumb little cunt intern and all of a sudden he's punching down. I mean, fuck him. Um, I, I'm not sure, though, that we can say he's the worst intern hire ever yet. I still think intern will will have that award in perpetuity. Like it's hard to be any worse than him, even for Jack. I, I, but he, and this is the thing too, is I worry that everybody's getting a short memory on who I love intern will, but I wouldn't, he was by far the worst intern. I mean, he would tweet every everlasting thought he ever had about anything on Twitter. He was way too active and that's not who this Jack kid is. So as bad as it may be right now, he's not him. Like and, no, I hate and, Jack. I hate Jack. I love, I love Will, but I just I wouldn't have him intern for my show. Couldn't do it. I hate Jack. Can you imagine Jack trying to produce Men as Live, that little dickhead? No, he wouldn't wouldn't have the skill. He, he's no um, intern Nick, for example. There was a great intern. Oh, yeah. Intern Nick was great. Phenomenal. The best. Harrison is getting up there. You know, he's climbing the, the charts, but he's really struggled. Um, I'm not understanding that Kirk is pretty mad about the airplane thing. And we're not writing down and getting content. So I feel really <laughs> bad about that because Harrison's a great guy, but he just does not understand that this is real. Yeah, Harrison's done. That is yeah. all over for him. He is fucked it up. Yeah, he, it feels really real. And I feel bad about that because I like Harrison. But, you know, also it's time to go. And it's going to be intern Jack time, I guess, for a little while. We'll see. Yeah, where, where were you with the whole Harrison flying down fiasco? Where, where How could Harrison have maybe done this better um that's a good question i think for me i would have easily just ridden down with the guys like it's justin it's mike i'm the intern one more ride down get that content that's where that's where i'm needed um don't need to fly me down i'm i'm going to provide content in other ways give back to the show like to me it's a no-brainer and then when guys are busting your balls about it on the show i think you got to quickly get back and take away that airplane option. Cause I don't even think Dave even purchased the tickets yet. Get yourself in the car, ride down there. So there's like weeks of this where Harrison could have, you know, pivoted and made that change and he just didn't do it. And I don't know why, mm. but he won't, he also won't tell us like, that's the other thing too, is like intern will would have heard that and he would have gone on Twitter automatically. And maybe even Justin too, at the time would have been insecure, would have been on Twitter spouting off like Harrison doesn't do that, which I appreciate. You know, I have but, a lot of sympathy. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of sympathy for Harrison because the thought of being stuck in a, a small motor vehicle with Justin and to a lesser extent, blind Mike for what a 20 hour drive or something. I mean, that is a scary prospect. The fact is that I reckon at best there are 50, 50 chance of making it there in one piece. Um, yeah. So I, I have some sympathy for Harrison and maybe I know he's a young kid. Maybe he gets car sick still, um, you know, maybe sitting in the back, um, you know, not in a high chair or something. He gets a bit of a funny tummy. So I can <laughs> sort of, I, maybe that's an issue. I, I do think though, I guess the mistake was if he wasn't fl- if he wasn't prepared to get in the car, then I think you got to pay for the airline ticket yourself. Like you just, you don't even involve Kirk and Cullen that say, look, can't go the car ride, but I'll get myself there. And then you right. just, you just, because as soon as Kirk has to pay for that airline ticket, 
so. the old Irish stingy bastard that his dad instilled in him comes out. I mean, right. it's it, it, you don't have to sort of dig too deep to get to that sort of Peter Minahan um, stuff that's been hammered into Kirk as a kid. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I feel sorry for Patricia as well. She always seems to get the raw deal when Kirk talks about missing his dad and Patricia's just like pushed to the side, a little bit chauvinistic. Well, she was so nice, right, from what Kirk yeah. is talking about. So maybe that, that hurts her in that way. Well, wouldn't it be know. the opposite then? You'd be like, you know, missing your mum more because she was super sweet rather than. No, but, you know, us we're, uh, males, we all got daddy issues, right? So we That's all true. got our dad issues. So it is yeah. what it is. So yeah, do you, so do you think that was Harrison could have just booked the ticket, flown down? Yeah, would have been better. Would have been much better. And for the show, yeah. I was stunned when it first was announced that he was doing that. Like why he would need to fly down. Um, and again, I love Harrison, and I think he's going to continue to be a great fan of the show. It just it bums me out that that's how this is going to end. Because you know? I, I guess when you get a bit too big for your boots. Kirk is going to push you out very quickly. Like I actually don't think Kirk cares whether Harrison gets a job now. I think that's a smoke screen. I think it's just like, okay, well, you all of a sudden want to be flown down to a to a live right. performance out the door. Bye bye. Literally flying too close to the sun. Mm. He got burnt. Nice. Yeah. I, I think this would be good for Harrison though. I think he he's got a huge future. I love the work he's done. Um on KMS socials and stuff. And I actually like the fact that he is not uh, a clout chaser. He's not like Will or someone who's always on Twitter. And, you know, when has Harrison gone on meeting of the minds, for example, and sat there with those idiots? Never because he's smart. So, and I would say, I I think, I think also intern Jack, I don't think we're, I think those days are are long gone of the, uh, the interns getting on shows and doing those things like that. So, Hopefully, you know, Jack can find his way and help out with the YouTube network. That's where interns are really needed, it seems like. Uh, and we can build that Such up. a fail, though. Such Without a fail. Us. That, yeah, us. Carl's almost been there one year, and he's not going to – he's only hire his intern, Jack, who he'd sent a video to last year. I mean, that was damning evidence. So I don't know if those of you missed that. You know, Kirk has been pressing Carl um, – Cull about his relationship with Jack, and all of a sudden, someone finds uh, from last summer Cullinane wishing Jack a happy graduation on on social media. It's just it just reeks of some underhanded deals going on. And as I said, I think there's a, a little bit of a, a a cash transaction actually probably taking place. I agree. Yeah, probably right. No, I don't think mm. so. Matters matters. That's yeah. that's regular speculation. We don't do that. We don't do that kind of regular speculation here. Not on this show. No. Never called people anti-Semitic before. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, then, then there was the typical Kirk shit stirring where he just dropped in on Monday's show that Jerry had had an application by another producer after he gave Craig the job, and Jerry was sort of regretting giving Craig the job because he liked this second producer. And I would say that story is at best twenty-five percent true. Maybe ten percent, but I, you you enjoy it though, right? Like when I hear that, the first thing I'm thinking of is that Jerry is talking to Kirk and he's talking about how good the intern is at his show or doing something. He just mentions it kind of off the cuff, and then Kirk could take that and say, "Hey, I got this. I'm going to turn this into a Craig problem." And then he's just you know needling it a little bit, which you love. You love it, and then Mike's sitting right there enjoying the whole thing. It was just great all the way around. You're just smiling. And props to Craig because Craig can handle it. He doesn't freak out on Twitter. 
right? And he can he can roll with it and he can retweet those things and have a good time with it too. So yeah, I don't think there's a lot of truth to that, which is is too bad because I like shitting on Craig. I like Craig, but I mm. like to shit on him too. He's That's a great fun. guy. I'm not sure if we've recorded a minute fandom since Craig called this the best minute fan wrap up show. I think he was on Craig was on very good show when he said that, and Visionless Dave was very upset because Visionless Dave's always been a big supporter of Craig, but Craig just recognizes talent when he hears it. Yeah, and he mentioned me a few times, and I appreciate that. Uh, you know, you know, talent is talent. He can see it. He's got a good eye for it, and I appreciate the love. I'll give it right back to him. Is Philly Forklifts on very good show? Um, because he he was getting into the weeds on Twitter. I don't know him. Never heard of him. I don't. Uh, I know I, there's a whole group of like those people doing shitty podcasts that they all kind of blend into one. It's like Dave from Hull is the only one that kind of floats to the top. Right. Yeah, I get him confused with a lot of people. I don't really know who Philly Forklift is. I've seen him on Twitter. But I don't really know. I can't imagine. I've, I've read some of his tweets. He, I think he's a big fan of yours. He seems like it. I'm trying to be friendly with him. When, but there's there's also like when I'm reading his tweets, it just comes off as really stupid. And, and no disrespect, but it comes off as really stupid. And so I don't know that him talking into a microphone gets any better. You know, Because mm. if you can't really type it, I don't know how you can say it. And there's a whole group of Mina fans that do a lot of drunk tweeting as well. Obviously, Montante is the king of that, but there's a whole, whole whole group of them that they get stuck into liquor. And I'm not judging, but then they come across as being like mentally retarded or mentally disabled, but it's actually just, you know, the end of a long night. And I've, so I don't know if Philly Forklift is one of those guys. Obviously, Montante, um, you know, six out of the seven nights, he's pretty much um, speechless by the time he goes to bed, just passes out. So if you get him on one of those nights, you never know what he's going to tweet. Yeah, usually by the time I wake up in the morning, I see the aftermath of what they're tweeting because their tweets are usually coming along after I've gone to bed. So you know they're <laughs> under their cups by then. So don't don't drink and tweet, folks. Don't do it. Monday show, got a few more hot takes. I'm rooting for Carl never to find the right pizza now, so I'm, I'm glad um, Pizza Gallery changed sources and I hope Carl never finds the, the pizza for him so he has to suffer. And I feel sorry for his kids being fed pizza four nights a week. I, I don't know. I know you're into physical education. I mean, that's not recommended for kids, is it? Well, I think it's. I think that's just him. From what he said in the past, he he goes to the grocery store every day he feeds himself, his wife and kids, they take care of themselves. So it's a separate, and separate situation. So I think he's only, I think he's the only one who's eating pizza a couple of times a week. I don't know that he's feeding his family. He said four or five times a week. And I just ah. don't think that's healthy. No. He, and I actually but know Carl should be allowed time. to have kids because he, says he doesn't eat all day. And then he has a one pizza and that's his, um, that's his sole food consumption. Well, I mean, here you are. You want the man fired. You want to take away his family. It's just, just, just stating facts. Just stating facts. The, I don't actually hate. want. I don't actually want the kids taken away from him. I just want his wife and kids to leave him. That oh, would be better. Oh, um, all right, two headliners from Monday show, and you're going to love the next one. Our old friend Matt Jer, DEC, was brought up, and boy, did they eviscerate him. Um, I want you to. Please give him his proper title. He is a member of the Yelp elite staff. Okay. So that's Matt, member of the Yelp elite staff to you, Menners. How dare you? Put some respect on his name. 
Did did uh, you go through his Yelp reviews? Have you actually? You I didn't. I, I I didn't actually take a gander. I saw may, a couple that were tweeted out. I hope you've got I, some for us. May I? Can I just read one? I just want to read one. Um, and so please, if bear with me. Uh, this is to Starbucks, which a member of an elite staff. I, it might sound crazy to think that Matt could take down Starbucks, but he is elite, <laughs> and this review could do it. So it is, it is one star. Um, and Matt writes, I wish I could give negative stars. I took my two daughters, five and seven, with me for a coffee date. Okay, coffee date with five and seven-year-olds. Uh, I, have an amazing, I have amazing experiences at every Starbucks. But this Starbucks is consistent in providing terrible experiences. We ordered our drinks at 10.27 a.m. Okay. I'm writing this at 11.07. Okay. All right. That's, <laughs> that's bananas. The drinks are still not ready. So he's writing this review as this is happening. This is awesome. About 15 minutes ago, I went back Real into time. the line. Real time. Chris could, Chris could learn something from this. So he's just sitting here on Yelp doing this. About 15 minutes ago, I went back into the line to check on my drink, and I was told that the sticker machine broke down about 30 minutes prior. Having two girls who were finally losing their patience, I initially canceled the order and then said I'd take it. No apology or real empathy, but she led with a refund. But we had a promise if the drinking getting done. But we had a promise if the drinking getting done. That's not a great sentence. Another 15 <laughs> minutes later, I have my drink. It had whipped cream, which I asked to not have. Another minutes, another's minutes for my daughters. Yeah, time to email the district manager. The man was so angry. He was doing it in real time. He couldn't even complete the review, and he was going to contact the district manager. That's the kind of person that he is. That is a psychopath. <laughs> that is ridiculous. He's a psychopath. And that Chipotle stuff was wild. He gets a refund. He gets off the phone quickly. Like, th honestly, the, the one thing I hate about all these situations is wasting the time on, like, sorting this stuff Absolutely. out. Like, I love it on Uber Eats. You don't get something. You just flag you haven't got it. If you're a regular customer, they just go, sure, here's the money back, you know, off you go. No time wasted. Like, uh, Matt must have some real fucking um, – personality disorders going on to sort of want that attention. And what did you expect Chipotle to sort of go into a, an AA style? Like, oh yes, uh, you know, I'd like to, I admit, Matt, I made a mistake. We messed up your order. Uh, I'm a bad server, you know, something right. like that. Right. I, it's just, I couldn't imagine doing anything like this. I don't even like, I don't even like to put in a bad tip. I'll put in what I think is an accurate tip. I couldn't imagine saying anything to a manager let alone writing a review or doing anything on Twitter. It's, it's such a cunt move from the perfect cunt, the elite Yelp cunt that he is. And, like, and it's amazing that DC can still trigger that emotional reaction in Kirk. Like he, he really gets under Kirk's skin a, a lot. Um, <laughs> it's anyway. so easy. I mean, he, he's so hateable. Who would do oh, of course that? he is very hateable. Um, oh. And then, and then, Monday show ended with a bang. They got Big Cat on the phone. And this is, uh, this is fucking Kirk being such a hypocrite. He, he lays into um, Chris Clemmer on Friday for stealing a T Simmons take when on Minahandam, VD and um, Montante oh, had been talking about, um, about Big Cat 
you know, being offered money and going somewhere else. So Big Cat's on the phone and Kirk just steals their whole take and uses it um, to press Big Cat. Incredible. I'm sorry I missed that. I didn't I didn't hear any of that. I know I you don't listen to Minandum. Ah, I missed it. That's too bad. Well, I'm glad we promoted it here. That's good. It was a great call. It was a great call. And I thought um, it was really funny the way Big Cat was sort of reacting. Like, it was funny. I awesome. thought that was Kirk being at his, at his best. Yeah, and Big Cat's always good. You can tell he at least listens to the show a little bit, so he knows what's going on. He clearly knows what's going on with at a theater near me. So mm. always good. Yeah. Love to hear from him. Uh, Blind Mike, uh, what about that story where someone like one of Big Cat's friends was like, tell me about blind Mike. Who is this blind Mike? And you know, what's he like behind the scenes? Like he's a big star. I didn't, I didn't really think that's that story was really worth it to do on air. I don't know. I thought there was like, I thought there was going to be like a really big payoff there at the end. And it really was. I just think if you're a big cat and you work at Barstool, there's probably, you know, you work with a hundred people and 99 of those are bigger stars than blind Mike. And then someone asked you about blind Mike. It's like, why are you asking me about the, the, the guy on the lowest totem on the ladder kind of thing? You know what I mean yeah. by that last time. Oh yeah. yeah. It was yeah, yeah. not English, but it made sense. Um, <laughs> I actually think blind Mike is going to be the star of this show. So Kirk's going to go away and he's retiring at the end of the Wilbur. And that's awesome. He can work at the library a couple of times a week. He can, he can do some case stuff. Um, Cullinane's going to fade into obscurity, but I no think way. Blind Mike is actually going to be the one that kicks on. I mean, Why Are You Laughing is the best show in the Miniverse. Like, just objectively, it, sure. it's the best sort of standalone show that's going at the moment. He's incredible on Mondays and Wednesdays. He carries the show. I mean, if it wasn't for the rapport that Mike and Kirk have, those shows would be pretty bland, like some of the other shows so uh, yeah i think mike could be the actual star of this show i i did enjoy like when they had the manix brothers on wednesday um having no, mike I've got a lot in to on, say about that a yeah, lot to say having, about that having mike in on those days is a real treat because kirk can build the joke and then mike can build on top of it and it's not a shot at clemmer again mike clemmer but mike is so much more skilled at that and has so much more you know so many more reps doing that so it's always good having Mike in on those days where they can just riff and they do a great job of, of vamping on those times. So yeah, love, love what Mike is doing. He's killing it. He's got a ton of confidence. Um, who knew that he needed to just do the show twice a week and he'd be good, you know, <laughs> and not get paid. Right? He just cut down one show a week and not get paid and, and that would make paid. him feel better. Right. <laughs> well, let, let's go through Wednesday show. So, you know, time difference plays a factor here. He's a factor. I oh. wake up I wake up yes. Thursday morning, Australian time, and I see on Twitter Kirk, oh, one of the best show moments ever. I, I think he said he tweeted out something, you know, top something show moment. Um, I see in the description, oh, you've got to forward to start at 41 minutes. You can't, you know, you've got to start there. You know, so I guess expectation does play a factor in what's about to happen. And then so I get to the the 40 minutes. And, I, and I'm listening to what happened with the Mannix brothers, and it was certainly entertaining. I mean, I enjoyed it. It was a good segment. But I wouldn't put it in a top 50 show moment, maybe not a top 100 show moment. And I thought, you know, I thought the way Kirk sort of went after them at the end, calling them, and I got the joke that he was kind of doing a Murchison parody, but sure. I, 
it was fine. It was good, good stuff, but I thought it was completely oversold. And I think the reason they oversold it was the fact that, um, you know, there's not not a lot of compelling um, stuff that Cullinane's bringing to the show at the moment. And and this was probably the, the best bit of audio he's brought to the show in months. And the fact that a, a Minifan sent it to him is no surprise. I was I was just waiting for where the Dave Cullinane hate would come from. I was waiting for you to sneak that in there. That was very good of you. Um, I thought it was an awesome, yeah, great. It was an awesome, awesome show moment. Reminded me of KNC, um, you know, where you're just totally shitting on the local area radio hosts who just want to be big sportos and want to be tough guys on the radio when they get pushed like that. But you can just hear the fear in their, in their voices when Kirk calls in. Um, and then immediately when they're screaming, when, when their boss is screaming at him, calling Kirk, uh, Kirk a tough guy, like that shit was hilarious. Like just and Kirk's sarcasm as he's going through it with those guys and talking about how uh, Afghanistan is fake and everything else. Like that was good. It was awesome. Like you, how can you not love when they go, show? you realize you're on the radio. This is being recorded. <laughs> like, Oh no. Oh yeah. So I, I didn't, as I said, it was a good segment, but I think it was completely oversold. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't think it was a, a top hundred moment in the show. Oh, I I, I just disagree completely. I love that. That was that was amazing. That was one of the, you know that'll be the best of from this year. That'll be in there for sure. Whoever It'll be the best of because there's a, it's a pretty light on talent pool. Oh wow! I thought you were going to say because the show is going to end here in a couple of months, but that's well, probably, probably awesome. will. Yeah, type so. Um, oh, yeah, so you hate the show, you son of a bitch. You hate it. <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, yeah. So I, again, I did, it was just a bit over overhyped for me. Um, that was. Do you have what else do you have from the week? Well, that, that was a that was a lot of what I wanted to cover. Like uh, the DEC, obviously. Um, a lot of anti Chris sentiment. A lot of him, um, jokes love, that are not really jokes anymore. I wonder. Like I know that. I know that Cullinane, Cullinane likes having Clemmer there. I like the Thursdays joke that, that Kirk has created and, and Cullinane is piling on with. Carl um, piles on so easily. It's embarrassing. Oh, it's Cullinane brings a zero okay. to the show. Chris at least brings oh, something shit. to the show. And well, and Carl's well, trying when he to shows punch up down. On time. Yeah, when he shows up on oh, he's, time. He's late once. And, and tra- traffic in Boston is terrible. Even I know that. Listen, I'm not here to show on Clemmer. I just love how everything you're taking is somehow just going to shit on Cullinane. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> and if and you know, thankfully, visionless Dave shit on on Cullinane too, so you can praise him while you're doing it too. It's amazing you two are just tag teaming this right now. Dave's a smart guy when it comes to that stuff. Um, sure. So yeah. I, I don't know if Kirk is getting bored with Clemmer on Thursdays, but I, I actually do sense some genuine disappointment with Adathian in me from Kirk. The fact that it's in that middle range where it's not bad enough for them to shit on, but it's not good enough for them right. to talk about. Right. It's a great, it's a great premise. It was, it, it was a, a cool idea when, when he was talking about it, but you can tell and Kirk was into it and he's into movies, but you can just tell that he's just so frustrated with where it's at. Um, and I wonder, my thing is I love Clemmer. I'm a Clemming. I love, I love Adathian near me. Um, looking forward to the episodes this weekend. My, I'm wondering if Clemmer is in on the joke and he's doing this as a long game as a troll because it just feels like he's getting under Kirk's <laughs> skin and it's keeping it going and they just keep talking about it and they're going to keep playing clips. And you heard that clip from the main radio 
uh, taking his uh, his shtick about the uh, allergic to peanuts. Um, you know, this thing just keeps going and going. And people just keep shitting on it. People keep calling in and filling the uh, the subreddit with complaints. But Clemmer, Clemmer, I mean, you can't you can't hit him, man. You can't hurt him. Like he just keeps bouncing back and keeps coming back with it. The only thing I have an issue with Clemmer is he does not. He's not mad at Mike for trying to shop around his podcast to another podcast to shit on it there. And Mike's just saying, like, oh, what I, you know, I love the show. I love Clemmer's show. But he's actually shopping it around to other podcasts to shit on it. So he clearly doesn't love it. So, and Clemmer has no issue with that. Like, Clemmer, like, get mad, man. Get mad. Yeah, I, I, that is one area where Clemmer does um, seem to be a little bit lacking. Is he, he doesn't actually get into many fights. Uh, right. Maybe when he's drunk, he does. I think we saw in an early Mike in the Minifans where he was so hammered they had to bounce him because he was just being one of those grumpy drunk fucks that uh, people get when they had too much to drink, just go on Twitter late at night on those Minifan threads. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so he could come in a bit fired up and, like, like say to Kirk, you know, you keep fucking making these jokes that you don't want me here. I, I can not come, mate. Like, um, right. so... Yeah, I guess a bit more fight. Um, but I like Chris. He's always across everything. Um, I did feel um, this week and last week he hasn't brought a lot to the show. Like he's just kind of rocking up. He just cruises in, uh, probably spending a lot of time on out of theater near me and on his stupid game and less on sort of content stuff. Yeah, I mean, he's. he's like, why can't the- he give audio to Carl to play say he Carl he's some clips well maybe he is we don't know we don't we don't know that for sure we don't know how the audio is coming in like I think a lot of the audio that they're playing is is stuff that Kirk is hearing too so that's the behind the scenes things that we just don't know is where that audio is coming from I know Mm. uh, you know there's also the metafans who are sending it in but Clemmer might be sending in stuff too that Kirk just doesn't swing at right so as they're going down the list of things to talk about. If Kirk doesn't swing at it, then they're just not going to talk about it. So maybe they're just not getting those, that audio in there too. Who knows, manners? We can't make these assumptions. Come well, on. Well, I'm going to make assumptions. All right, fine. All right. Uh, we had uh, Chris bring back the Hall of Fame game. I'm actually into it now. I, I, I like I the, love the inner turmoil that um, Kirk's going through, trying to come up with his Hall of Fame movies. And I think everybody, all Mina fans are on board now. Right, and as the years go on, as we're going to get into that next, you know, next four years, next five years, whatever it's going to be, uh, better movies, you know, more movies that people know too. So I think people are going to get more into it. Yeah, I, I love the movie talk. Um, I know it's not for everybody, but uh, Clemmer and Kirk talking movies is very good, um, and I'm glad it's on KMS and not whatever movie show that Clemmer wanted to do with him or whatever else. You know what I mean? So I, I, I love what he's bringing for games. Just keep bringing it. But uh, the callers don't like it. That's for sure. How, how long do you think Clem has got on on Thursdays? Do you think actually Kirk would swing him out for a while? Because I think Clem is taking a big risk going away one week. Because you know he goes away, Kirk brings somebody in, they have a good show. Maybe Kirk says to Chris next time, "Hey, don't you need you this week? I'm going to get that person in again." And that's how it starts. Well, yeah, I mean, you're going to get, he's going to get Wally pipped at some point, isn't he? Especially that week off in New Orleans where he's not going to be doing his show. Or he's not going to be doing KMS. Uh, somebody's going to come in there and maybe steal his spot, but they, he's a great punching bag for Kirk. And I think Kirk really likes him. So he's able to, to punch down on him pretty good. Um, I don't know who could ever fill that role, you know, because Clemmer doesn't get sensitive. Well, That's true. Sometimes, sometimes you get sensitive, but not all. Yeah, maybe not. Not only when it's people that he considers to be on a lower level than him, 
when they younger have a guy. go at him, that's when he gets sensitive, not yeah. so much when someone like Kirk does. Yeah, you can't be younger than Clemmer and talk shit to him. He doesn't like that. It's an age mm. thing. Yep. I actually listened to some of um, At A Theatre Near Me in the last couple of weeks. So I listened to the whole Jeff D. Lowe episode. That was quite good. Um, I, I love that episode. That was a good one. I, that was a good chat. Fell asleep to a couple of other episodes. Um, Ned Snark's on this weekend. It's going to be great. Yeah, that'll be another good one to put me to sleep. Oh, um, come on. So, yeah. So, yeah, good. He's doing well. Um, old Chris Clemmer. Uh, finally, though, just while we're out of the theatre in he's 20 in 30. He's pathetic. So, it's obviously a 30 for 30 <laughs> ripoff. And he's gone, oh, no, I can't do 30. So this is exactly what Kirk said. This is why the thing's failing because he actually should go 30 for 30 and say I'm going to not go to the same movie theatre twice in, right. in the 30 show, you know, so at least something. And it is achievable. I could, You could set this up where he could go to 20 new movie theatres too, so he could even do that. The Clemmer, he's not going to work too hard. He's just not going to do it. Like yeah. that's, not, that's not his style. Um, and he seems to be content with it. I think that's probably Kirk's biggest frustration. I know it's mine, and I know it was Mayo's from last week. Is like, dude, you, you, this could be really good. You just got to do a couple of these different things and switch it up and work a little bit harder. But that's that's not Clemmer, man. He's gonna he's gonna not work, but then also have somebody come and cut his grass because that's his that's what he does, man. And <laughs> God bless him, man. He's comfortable in his own skin. You got to respect him for that. Well, it's it's another fail as far as oh, Kirk concerned. Anyway, it doesn't matter to me. I'm not invested in out of theater in me. So, you know, I'll listen to the odd episode, especially if it's about a movie I'm interested in. I'll, I'll get um, Chris's take. Right. Well, that's it for the um, show stuff. Can we get on to the Minifan world stuff? Then we've got listener questions. There's a please, lot of listener questions. Please. This I mean, week. I've got a hard out here, Manners. I, I can give you eight more minutes. Okay. Like, really? I can't, I, yeah. I can't go that deep. I got, I got something cooking here in the back. There's some, I got a couple of text messages going on. I'm not rushing you, but I got, I got about seven more minutes in me. Okay, wow, so what's going on? Is this your sister in jail again? Or this is not my sister an, in jail. Another got, relative died or no. I've given given you a good hard hour, a good fucking here. Okay, buddy. I'm giving it That's to good. you. So let's go. Let's break it down. Come on. Let's go. Um well, okay. Well, well then, I know look, we got a lot of those visionless Dave questions. You uh, well, I mean, if you I can't believe you limit you should have told me the hard out when we started, but anyway, um you know I well, it happened well, during the show. I got text messages during the show. So Okay. I had a note at the end. I, I, it's been playing on my mind this week, and uh, we're probably not going to have time for much else, but um, a bit of TCB to end the show. Please. I, I'm thinking I need to put me in a fandom on ice. I think I need to step back now um, because I'm constantly hoping for a show that's never going to come. Yeah, no, I love the show. I'm still going to okay. listen to it, but. The, the stuff I want to react to, the Minifan stuff and the, the fighting. And uh, I think I'm like, Carl, Carl's been there for almost a year. And I think now I'm hoping for a show that's never going to come. Like, I think this is what the show is now. The Minifans aren't valued. Content by the Minifans isn't valued. I blame Carl for this. I blame Kirk for this. Uh, I especially blame Kirk because at some point he pays the bills. He's got to do better. And, and, I just don't know if Minna fandom is, is good for me anymore because I keep getting disappointed. Like you've heard this whole show I'm criticising, Carl. That's not good for my mental health. You know, I'm a no. positive guy. No, you are. I, I just need to appreciate the show for what it is, which is it used to be a 12 out of 10 show. 
it's it's not there anymore. The, the stuff I want is just gone. Like the network's dead. All that stuff. Well, you, you get where I'm coming from. I I can feel it. I can see it in your tweets. I could hear it each week. I could see this coming. I knew something like this was coming. Um, it bums me out because I love talking about the show with you. I think it's going to turn around. I think you're getting out too early. Is this going to be our last show? Well, I think the, I think what I'm going to say is I'm just going to hit pause, give it a while, and if things turn around and all of a sudden maybe Carl lifts his game and Kirk actually shows some leadership, that's the only thing fucking Mannix guys nailed straight away, that Kirk's not a leader. Maybe, you know, Minifan can mm-hmm. come back and, um, you know, if you want to record, I can release it on this feed. I know Mayo uh, might do another one. But, but I think for me, I just need to go. I'm checking out for a while. Um, yeah, and because it just pains me, um, all these frustrations. And, you know, I get messages all week from Minna fans that have been ignored, that have been um, brushed by Cullinane, and I'm, I'm just I'm just sick of it. Uh, I don't know what to say. I feel terrible now. Here I am. Oh, manners. This is not like, good. This is not I, good. I enjoy recording with you every week. That's the good thing. But... Like I, I just think I'm hoping for a show that's never going to come, I, I, and and that's the the frustration. And it it gets you you hear the tweets. It gets under my skin. It's like I know. Um, you know, yeah. I, I want to like gouge Cullinane's eyes out and fucking feed them to an animal. <laughs> You're, you want to you want him to lose. You're tagging his boss in tweets to make him lose his job. Then you're deleting him. Then you're coming on here. You want him to lose his family. You're, you think and then you're claiming something about homosexuals. You are all over the place, man. You are. You got to take a breath. You got to take a breath. Yeah, you're right. So, you so that's it. We'll put me in a fandom on ice for a while. I don't think it'll be coming back anytime soon. If, if the show turns around and I feel like I want to jump back on with you, you'll be the first person I reach out to. So, um, you know, you've been great to work with. Like, I think the shows we've done have been incredible. And um, it's a shame the main show hasn't um, lived up to that standard. Well, now I'm really sad. I feel like I'm losing my friend. This well, feels terrible. Are we still going to be friends? We're still going to be friends. I mean, uh, you're the thing that's kept me going. I mean, I thought about this a month ago, but I enjoy recording with you, so I've kept doing it. But I just think now, just take a break. There's, there's other reaction shows that have started. At least there's some content out there for people. I'm sure when Buddy's had his baby, jerking off will come back. And yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll give you the last word, Benners, but it's been an honor. It's been a pleasure to serve and to be a service. Um, I want back on with you anytime. This is not, this is not goodbye. It's just see you later. That's all this is. I'll let you have the last word. I'm well, sorry. look, um, Red, you go. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish the show. I'm gonna actually answer the listener questions without you because um, I gotta I gotta do that service to the Mena fans, um, and then th- that'll be it for Mena fandom for um, a little while, maybe forever. Um, but yeah, you know, maybe things will change in summer. Maybe you know, color pull his pull his socks up and Kirk will grow some fucking gonads and actually um, tell his producers to do something. Well, I'll be here for you anytime. Open arms. Are you still coming to the States? Are you still coming here? Oh, I mean, I'd love to, but I just think to myself, like, why Why the fuck do I want to, like, fly over way, all the way over to a live show where I don't give a shit about the fans anymore? Like, 
It'll just be another Benghazi. It'll be uh, Cullinane playing clips from AEI that day and hoping that entertains, um, you know, a full theatre. Wow. All right. I'm going to let you finish this out. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm legitimately sad. I'm sorry. I have to go. Um, All right, Red. Well, I'm, I'm so, you go and sort out your sister, get her out of jail. Um, okay, but, you. you know, really enjoyed um, working <laughs> with you. I, always a pleasure. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Um, all right, so Red's gone. It's just uh, me now. Um, so, yeah, let's just wrap up Minifandom. Um, so you've got the Minifan world segment. Um, it's been hard to sort of um, continue after breaking that news. But, look, I'll do it. I'll answer these questions for the Minifans. Uh, the Minifan world segment is brought to you by klejack.com, klejack.com. You can go there for all your uh, power tool needs. Put in Tim10. As you may have heard, he's sponsoring every fucking Minifan show. So you've all heard this a million times. Go and support Tim Ridgels. Uh, go and listen to Kirking Off. Great episode with Phil McCucci. The audio was bad, um, but they played the whole Tim in Canton call at the end. And actually, when you listen to the whole Tim in Canton call, it's much better. The cut down version didn't really do it justice. Um, Beyond Average podcast is still going on on the network. They're still denying the claims I made, and maybe I was wrong, but I don't know. Christian, to me, just looks dodgy. Um, And then uh, All Aboard was back with LK this week. Um, That was a terrific show. LK is heading to Slovakia to save some Ukrainians. So big fan of LK, a great man, a great a great you know, just a great man doing something that, uh, something very brave. So um, wishing LK luck in Slovakia. All right, got some listener questions. I don't know where Red had to go, typical. Um, but this is from, uh, actually, you know what? I'm just going to fuck these questions, honestly. Uh, yeah, as I said, the show's over. Minifandom fandom is um, taking a break for the foreseeable future. Maybe it'll come back. Maybe it won't. I don't know. As I said, I can't keep hoping for a show that's not there anymore. I love the main show, but what I really loved about it, what made me want to do fan content was the fan being the fourth voice. And, yeah, I mean, even this week, you know, Visionless Dave was the one that sent in that audio of Chris from New Hampshire cast that Cullinane played. So he just ripped stuff from the fans. He's he's just an arsehole. And if you're one of those fans that's been fucked over by Cullinane, it burns you. And that's why fans are dropping off left, right and centre. I'm still going to listen to the show. Absolutely. We'll still be listening. Um, But, you know, I'll listen to it once. You know, I won't have to do this show, so I won't have to pay as much attention to it. And, you know, all the sort of inadequacies of the show won't be as glaring because I won't be as invested. Um, But, yeah, I mean, if uh, Carl's been just... Just such a disappointment. It's it's a year into his reign almost, and I just don't think things are going to get better. So why wait? Why hope? You know, oh, all of a sudden the network's going to be back and all of a sudden there's going to be fan content and all of a sudden um, Carl will promote some of the content that Minna fans are making. It's just not going to happen. As I said, Carl's just interested in, you know, what cash he can um, get for himself. As I said, this Jack thing's dodgy. No doubt Jack's paying paying for the privilege of being in turn um, on the side. So, yeah. So, Minna fan, I, I guess um, I want to – end by thanking all the Mena fans that have listened to this show it's been uh, it's gone way better than I expected 
the engagement, the, the, the way the, you've responded to it. I, I've enjoyed having the guests on, Lauren Lynn, Tim in Canton, Chris Klemmer, um, Killer Kowalski even. I mean, I've, I've really enjoyed doing the show. It's just a shame the main show hasn't um, improved in the last few months. And as I said, I, I gave Colour Pass at the beginning to improve, but it's not going to happen. It is what it is, and Kirk's fucked it up. So, I mean, he'll have to live with that. It's his name on the cover of the podcast. But, yeah, thank you to all the Mena fans um, for supporting the show and coming on. Red's been a great co-host. Thanks for Visionless Day for coming on. Um, and, and look, as I said, if, if Mena fans want to record fan content, I'm happy to release it on this feed unless it's racist, i.e. a Mike Montante show. But apart from that, happy to release a lot of shows. So if Red wants to do one or Mayo, maybe you'll see the odd release from here. But I'm just going to check out for a while. Um, And, yeah, thanks for everybody that's uh, listened and uh, take care.